every week. And welcome to the Fireside Cast. How's that recording? I'm joined here today. Give a today. shit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he's almost here. Hold on, hold on. Just wait for it. Wait for it. He's, he's almost... Is he here yet? Is he, is he here? Is he here? I gave him the end. He's just got to say his name. That's all we need. John Lockard. <laughs> and by our resident historian. David, you. <laughs> going, uh, going good, going good, guys. So, Off to a great start. So what are we doing here today, David? We're going to talk about La Elke Halls because it's Halloween. And what, you, one of the great traditions of Halloween is that you get shwasted. If you're above the age of 18. Alcoholoween? Alcoholoween. <laughs> I like it. Preceded by the walk of shame. Or True. Seceded. You don't precede. The, you don't walk of shame to the alcohols. You walk of shame back. Succeeded, not seceded. What did I say? You said seceded. Check the tapes. <laughs> like <laughs> I think you said pre- preceded, actually. I did say preceded, and I corrected And then myself. he changed it to seceded. Sort of like... <laughs> Robert E. Lee, most likely to secede. <laughs> I remember so, his photo in the yearbook. Oh. So, uh, alcohol. People think, well, oh, first of all, first of all, let's, let's, let's give a brief quiz. Or a survey on what you know about tequila or agave. Um, all right, what's the question? What do you yeah. know about it? Oh, I know that they exist. They are generally liquids. Uh, the agave from, is not a liquid. It from a Latin America. Agave is a nectar of... Oh, I forget what fruit I think. I want to say papaya, but I know that's wrong. Don't correct me until later after I go through this whole, uh, this incredibly wrong rant. All right, excellent. <laughs> um, Tequila, that worm is a myth. It was later introduced... Just for funsies, because Americans like the worm. Um, it's the silver is the pure form. Gold is either bourbon barrel aged or colored. Tastes great with salt shot and lime. All right, that's all I got for tequila. That's pretty good. Also an American invention. So the the agave plant, despite people thinking it's like a flower or a cactus, is in the asparagus family. Huh. Ah. So it's not like a papaya. It's it. Are do are are asparagus like papaya? I can't say for sure. <laughs> no, no, asparagus asparagus are tasty and make your urine smell weird. As as people say, it's like trying to compare papaya and asparagus. Wait, that implies you think asparagus. You that is <laughs> that is wait wait that implies you don't like the taste of asparagus. No, I love the taste of asparagus. Oh, sorry, I mean papaya. He he was implying that he doesn't like the taste of his pee after eating asparagus. Not great. I, ooh. Yeah, it's it's much better before I eat the asparagus. Yeah. All right. So the other misconception is that people call agave the century plant, which implies that they mature once every hundred years. Although, if you thought about it, that would make tequila ridiculously expensive. That's true. Um. At first, I thought you said century plant instead of century, so I was just sitting there like, well, "What's it watching?" It has it guns. Protect the other crops. Has guns. Um. So, not today. <laughs> it's actually the decade plant. Um. In that it matures every eight to ten years. So it's still pretty, pretty costly. Yeah. Um. So the first drink ever to be made out of agave was called the pulque, or poke, P U L Q U E. I'm gonna call it pulque. I'm probably right. Sounds reasonable. Um. And it was a mildly fermented drink that came from the sap or the agua meal of the agave plant. Um, we know from remnants of archaeological digs that uh, agave, which is called magui in Mexico, Mexico, was uh, cultivated, roasted, and then eaten for 8,000 years. Well, I it's mean, they don't eat the plant for 8,000 years, but they've started eating it from 8,000 years ago. What? It's guided user interface? Yeah. Magui? 
Was Your it a, GUI. Was it a good GUI? Was it tested? No, no, no. It was Travis's GUI. Oh, then it was pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to make a GUI for my app that I'm doing for one of my classes, oh, and yeah. it's not coming out so well. <laughs> uh, the, the user interface is there, but it's not really guided. <laughs> It'll get so, there. Yeah, you, get, you just got to practice. So they're, they're all... I mean, these guys had 8,000 years, so... Yeah, there are wall paintings uh, from 280 in Cholula. I don't know where I heard that from. Anybody? Cholula? That sounds familiar, right? Sounds like Chalupa. It, yeah, that does sound like Chalupa. Like um, it depicts people drinking in Polk. Um, the Aztec Codex, one of the pre-Columbian books to not be destroyed by the Spanish, also portrays Mayahuel, M-A-Y-A-H-U-E-L. Goddess of Agave breastfeeding her drunken rabbit children. Presumably offering them pulk instead of milk. So she just lactates liquor out of her boobs. Because she's the goddess of agave. Hashtag wifey material. That's No, that's not wifey material because like your children will be retarded. <laughs> Good point. Oh. Got that fetal alcohol syndrome? Yeah. Wait, if your body is alcohol, would you get fetal alcohol syndrome? This is a question for the ages. Would you not have immunity to the to alcohol like the drug if you were made of alcohol yeah if you were made of alcohol (laughs) Um, so like most people are made of 70 percent water they'd be made of a 40 percent alcohol suspended in water solution (laughs) (laughs) uh so she had 400 children and they were all the rabbit they were called the rabbit gods of polk and intoxication. All right. Um. So the strangest bit of evidence from Polk's ancient origins comes from the botanist Eric Cullen, who in 1950 pioneered coprolite analysis. Any any chemists? Travis, you're a scientist. No. All right. It's Is the study the of human. It? It's the study of human feces. So no, you're. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, not not the thing where you burn it. You're, you're not that type of scientist. <laughs> no, that's more of a hobby. Hmm. So, so, uh, like what we're doing now, he was mocked by his colleagues. Though what he was able to find was that the diet of the ancient people uh, was comprised of magui beer. Your gooey. In uh, two thousand year old feces, because he was able to to get it just from the o- uh, the odor of the rehydrated samples in his laboratory. Which, uh, you know, people would assume two things. We have really good technology or that the ancient polk was very pungent. Um, to make polk, the flowering stalk of the agave is cut just as it starts to form. The plant waits its entire life for this moment as it stockpiles sugars for a decade. Um, so it's not a century plant. It's a decade plant. It is a decade plant. And uh, it, tr- it blooms once a decade. And before Is that where just... we get decadent from? Ooh. No, but that's Latin, right? So that has to be something the Romans did. Oh. Wait. But the roots. They're, they're, yeah, they're the, the root same decade. letters. Deca. The root deca. Deca's te- ten. Yes. And yes. decadent starts with deca as well. Yes. But you were it's saying so there's, good. So there was like is good. Roman, Latin mixed in there. I mean, we have like um. Oh, it starts from de- it's from decay is the where the root is. Oh. Mm-hmm. So cutting the plant forces the base to swell without growing any taller, and then the wound is covered and allowed to rest for several months while the sap builds. Then you puncture the root again causing the heart of the plant to rot. You scoop out the rotten interior, um, which irritates the plant, and it starts to grow even more sap. Kind of like 
kind of like I poke you and you start bleeding and I cover it up, but before you're able to heal, I just like stab you again in the same spot so you bleed more. Yeah, I'd probably get pretty irritated by that too. Yeah. And then uh, with your blood or with the sap, we make we make alcohol. Um, John, is that why you've been making a lot of money recently? No. <laughs> All alcohol actually is stemmed through John's blood. <laughs> the, the sap is extracted every day by using a rubber tube, or in the old days, a pipette made out of a gourd called the acocote. Um, the acocote, in case you were you wanted one for yourself, is grown out of the segment of um the bottle gourd, which is called a leg legendaria vulgaris. A single agave can produce a gallon a day of sap. So, uh, unlike John, he cannot produce a gallon of blood a day, and yields over two hundred and fifty gallons overall. I mean, that so sounds like a challenge, David. I mean, that's a pretty good deal, though, because you wait 10 years and you get 250 gallons of alcohol out of one plant. 250? That is a lot of... That is. Yeah. Like, that, that, that explains why, like, tequila prices are so much cheaper compared to the other, like, alcohols you drink neat, like hmm. whiskey or bourbon. Yeah, but, I mean, tequila neat... I mean, I might, I might just be throwing some bias out here, but tequila neat isn't really that good. But I my, think... my favorite tequila, Espelanta, is delicious but it's got to have that salt shot lime i can't just sip tequila like it's kind of like it's kind of it kind of is like whiskey because um i'm gonna skip ahead that uh <clears throat> the mexicans drink whiskey straight and they age it in fine uh oak barrels kind of like how we do bourbon you mean they drink tequila straight and age it in fine oak barrels what did i say they drink whiskey straight and age it in fine oak barrels well they do that scotch. too they do that too but <laughs> like... uh, that famous south american whiskey uh, but, um, yeah, no, they, they drink tequila in the same way that we drink whiskey. Um, I mean, I've, I've had their, their bourbon barrels and aged tequila. I'm a big fan. It has, still the vanilla, just... it has the vanilla undertones. Overtones? What's the difference? What, what is there between an undertone and an overtone? Um, about 30 or about 150k hertz. At, mm -hmm. How are you going to feel 150k hertz in your mouth? Well, it depends on the resonant frequency of your mouth. <laughs> No, but actually, um, <laughs> undertones is the flavors based around it. Overtones is it's there to enhance the overall flavor. Solid. So the sap. So I, I highly doubt. Like, I mean, I guess you could brew the entire tequila with the intention of having it taste like vanilla, but most likely it would be an overtone. Alrighty. So the sap runs dry and the plant crumples and dies. Well, shit, that years. sounds like a Native American saying. Yeah. But uh, don't feel bad. Agaves are monocarpic in the sense that they only bloom once in their lifetime. So it's okay. Because so they, they were get to going bloom to die anyway? Yeah, because they were going to die anyway, so you shouldn't feel bad so, that we're going to kill them for... <laughs> so it's like... So, so you're saying that this is assisted suicide? I had this thought the other day. Do not feel bad that the agave plant is there. I had a smile that the I, I had a thought the <laughs> like other the day. Plant what if us. plants are actually farming us so that we can die and become nutrients for the earth by feeding us oxygen? Well, I mean, if that was the case, they did a really shitty job and we're all a whole bunch of weeds because well, <laughs> we're quickly killing the earth. Yeah. It's the, they're it's the, they're going for the long con. <laughs> we'll kill ourselves off that real slow <laughs> game <laughs> alright guys in like a trillion years this will pay off trust me so in case you ever wanted to make your this own is agave the David, this is the David strategy <laughs> the on how to ultimate the turtle <laughs> <laughs> I will wait millions of years until, you, until your species and that's why they thought that wind. the earth was on a turtle's back because it's the just earth turtles is all the way down turtling. man <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, anybody play Civ Six? Yeah, I've played a little bit. Do I look like I can afford Civ Six? It's only uh, maybe. I have to work forty-five hours a week just to afford my monthly expenses. I have to work forty-five hours a week or I'll get fired. Fair enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> oh man! So, 
we get the sap, and after you get the sap, it only takes less than a day to perform it. In case anyone's taking notes of how to make your own tequila, um, then it there's... takes less than a day. Yeah, less than so, a so day. So how do they get? So how do they? So when I um, when I sweeten my coffee from time to time, I get that blue agave. Yeah. Okay. A uh, light blue agave. Yeah. What's the difference between that? And the fermented stuff that goes to the tequila. Because the way you're talking about it, it's like, if I leave that on my shelf for a day, I've got tequila on my hands. Well, first, it's not that alcoholic. It's it, let's, let's not forget the fact that early alcohol is basically used to purify water so you don't get dysentery. Like the European, like the Western European people used to drink a lot of beer because that's a good way of just making sure your water isn't poisoned. Well, it's also because the peasants didn't have enough calories in their day-to-day life and they needed to round out their meals. Yeah, that's also true. Um, but anyway, the difference is um, to make pulk, uh, the thing already rots. In case you're for, you you puncture a hole in the plant and it already starts rotting and you scrape out the rot day after day. I think you mean ferment. <laughs> it's the same thing! <laughs> One of them sounds deliciouser. Yeah. One of them is a rot that you want. Like, like you wouldn't say, oh man, my walls are falling apart because there's dry ferment. It's not how it works. (laughs) So, uh, the original fermentation takes place in either wooden barrels, pig skins, goat skins, and then it's ready to drink. Um, A little bit of the previous batch, called the mother, is usually added to start the process. Um, It ferments quickly because of the naturally occurring bacteria that lives in agave called a zimamote. Zimomonas mobilis, and other <laughs> tropical plants that are made into alcohol, like sugarcane, palms, and cacao. So rum, or the 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 like base type of rum, will also ferment very quickly. Holy <laughs> shit! You're just jumping back and forward. No, no time to wait. This <laughs> pedal to the metal alcohol episode, man. <laughs> you're like, all right, we're done with pulp. Tequila's kind of covered in there, but now we're on. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's not. That was not a segue. That was just me telling you that this this uh, bacteria lives on. All the tropical plants. So if you go down to the tropics and just cut stuff and make it into alcohol, you can do it pretty quick. Like Jack and Rose, this alcohol will go on. I'm fa- I'm familiar with the idea of a mother though, because that's kind of how kombucha works. You have to. And you're, use oh my god, a you're a savage. From the previous batch. You're you're savage. <laughs> Travis, you know what kombucha is? Fermented tea. It's fermented tea. And it's delicious. It's you're a savage. kombucha oh man and like you're supposed to grow the scoby until it's like a quarter inch thick and i've just left mine in there the scoby is it's an acronym for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast and it's technically called a mother just like these other yeah uh, yeah yeah. it helps the fermentation process mine's like two and a half inches thick oh john please stop you're hurting my soul (laughs) anyway um this bacteria is actually being This is so gross looking. I guess. Yes. What is kombucha or the scoby? Yes. The mother. Yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. yeah the scoby the, looks the like scrotum. a scrotum. Yeah. Actually, I'll be right no. back. John. You're going to have to snap a glossy JPEG of this John, so please, that we can post no. it on the Twitter. All right, Travis. Anyway, um, you'll be interested to know that the bacteria that's used to ferment uh, tequila is also being used to produce ethanol for biofuels. Why would I be interested in this? I thought you enjoyed, like, green energy science. I do, but it's still a fucking biofuel. Like, it's still causing the same the same sort of waste is coming Yo, off. It's, it's just che- more renewable. But it's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. Well, it's it's not even cheaper at this point. That is so gross, John. Oh, I know. Oh, you're this, you're, See that oh, on top? Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> just pull it out and put it in the next one. No, please. <laughs> I really should. Um... But this microbe, if you try to use it for other brewing processes, will turn your alcohol sulfuric. So if you try to brew beer with this microbe, you get this, like, <laughs> shitty, like, rotten egg smell in your beer. Also, if Fair you tried enough. to do it with cider, the same thing would happen. Yeah. Um. So do not use agave microbes to make beer. Why? It, it, turns, it, gives the, it turns the beer into sulfur. Okay. Would you, why would you want to drink something that smells like sulfur? Well, does it get you drunk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then you can drink perfectly good alcohol that doesn't taste like sulfur. Well, which one tastes, or which one's cheaper? No one sells, 
We're balling on a budget here, Dave. <laughs> you know what's cheaper? Colt 45 and two zigzags. <laughs> Colt 45. Uh, um, you know what's really cheap? So Polk, Tap water. So so Polk, Polk is actually really low in alcohol content, only 46%, and has a slightly sour flavor, kind of like a pear or a banana past its prime. Did you just say low in alcohol, only 46%? Four two six. Oh, okay. I was gonna say four two six. <laughs> um, it's kind of an acquired taste. The Spanish historians have written that there are no dead dogs nor a bomb that can clear a path as well as the smell of pulque. This is why two thousand two thousand years later, you can still smell it in people's feces. Um, huh. wait, you can still smell it? Yeah, there, there was a scientist who analyzed how much how much pulque people were drinking back in like the Aztec days. And he analyzed their poop and found uh, they, they drank a lot. Like, you can still smell the beer in their poop. Huh. Yeah, it's a lot. Or it's How much pungent. does weed go for out there, David? <laughs> Since it's all legal. It's, it's like legal and shit, right? Yeah. I, dude, I don't know. I don't smoke weed. That's an expensive habit. Who has money for that? I can't even afford a webcam. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that would just be like something you would know. Like, how much how much does a six pack go for out there? Oh, a six depending on what type of beer you want. Um, it's like ten bucks, twelve bucks. All right. Yeah, liquor's super cheap though. I just got an entire bottle of Jägermeister Spice for fourteen dollars. Pumpkin spice. I mean, that's not that far off from what it is over here. Really? Yeah. All right. So the tequila that I drink in Rochester cost me like thirty, and then here it's like eighteen. But I'm way okay, closer to Mexico. Yeah, you're right next to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> it's all transportation costs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then how do you know that a Colt 45 and two zigzags are cheaper? Because I had a Colt 45 here. <laughs> yes, that's one part of the three things. <laughs> you asked me what a, what a dime, like how much weed goes for here. I, I did know. not ask you how much a dime bag went for you. <laughs> I am not interested in going skiing. <laughs> anyway, uh, it tasted pretty bad, so people added things like coconut, strawberry, tamarind, pistachios. We were on weed. I thought he was just going to say they added cocaine to it. <laughs> That's really what he was talking about when he said it was cheaper because he was closer to Mexico. Yeah, and uh, no preservatives are added, <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drink it. You gotta drink it fresh. Um. Canned versions of this drink is available to be purchased like now, and um, it it kind of tastes like a mix between yogurt and beer, and has a healthy dose of vitamin B and iron. That makes sense with the fermentation. Yeah. Um. So this drink is having a renaissance in Mexico as well as border cities like San Diego in recent times because you know. What could be more hipster than drinking ancient agave beer that apparently smells like ass? Good point. Yep. David. Yo. David. Yo. You just said they don't sell it. I did. No, I said they stole it now in the Revival. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just asked you, where can I buy it? And then you asked, why would you drink that? Yeah, I said, why would you drink that? Is it they wouldn't sell it. Oh, my God. I... You're all also, over the place. Also, and then also... your next talking point was like, and then this you, is why you they see, drink tra- it. You see, Travis, in celebration of today's episode, David got drunk beforehand. <laughs> no, okay. What I meant was they don't sell it normally. It's just now making a revival because of, like, people's interest in the past. They don't sell it, but they sell it. No, okay, all right. They don't normally sell it. They haven't been selling it for like hundreds of years. Only now has there been like a revival. They're bringing okay. it back. All right. Have, have I made it clear for our listeners who I don't know want to poison their bodies with this it garbage? Was, it was discontinued a few hundred years ago, but they brought it back. Yeah, kind of like um like white Pepsi, you know? Oh yeah, Crystal Pepsi. Oh yeah, Crystal Pepsi's really good. I'm a big fan. Wait, is Crystal Pepsi making a comeback? And they already came back. You can buy it in the gas stations. Maybe out where you are, there. I don't see any Crystal yeah, Pepsi I haven't out seen here. Crystal I am. Pepsi I am here. in the far cooler state. Um, 
Oh, so, shit. It did come back. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I hope Oreo O's is the next to come back. Do you know they make Oreo thin? What was the point of that? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like decaf coffee. Coffee. Which is made by, like, Germans right before World War II. So, you know, that should give you an idea of why they made it. Um, oh, it was, it's released in Canada first, so it is only on your side of the country. I'm, I'm in California. Yes. You said released in Canada. Yes. Yes. Canada is north. I am yes. southwest. Yes. yes. You yes. said my side of the country. Yes. Vancouver. The Canadian side of the country would be like Minnesota. And Washington. He meant your side like, of the country of Canada. Like the north side of the country. Well, I mean, and also there is no Canada. Let's be let's be clear here. There is no Canada next to Wyoming. I didn't say Wyoming. There, there, there is the great landmass that is America's hat, but there are no people there. <laughs> <laughs> there are people living in Saskatchewan, man. All five of them. My elementary school teacher was from Saskatchewan. <laughs> she would tell me like times where um they would have lightning storms. And um, they would have to go inside, and they would come out, and a cow would just be fried, like, died standing up because they were the tallest things in the field. And you can see, like, this marking going from its head all the way down to its feet because of the, of the way the electricity coursed through their body. And then they ate like kings that night. I, I don't know, man. She didn't tell Why me didn't you part. cover that in our barbecue episode? <laughs> because it's really hard to plan for thunderstorms <laughs> to cook your cow for you. All the much more hipster, then. Very, very frightening me. <laughs> Galileo. So, there's actually a lot of books on tequila uh, and the ways to distill it. Um, there are also a lot of books written on tequila. There are. Like Tequila Mockingbird. So, it's actually very <laughs> difficult to put pulk in a still and get strong liquor from it because the complex sugar molecules in agave nectar don't break down um, and be ready for and readily during fermentation. And the heat of the distillation causes really bad chemical reactions that create nasty flavors like sulfur or burning rubber. Um, so to make tequila, you have to extract the agave sugar in a different technique, um, one that the Spanish introduced. So tequila didn't exist until the Spanish came. They did drink a weird fermented version of agave, um, but it wasn't tequila. So they got a Rocky Mountain Coors brew this thing, 32 yeah. degrees? Yeah. What does that even mean? What? 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 Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. That, what? They cold they cold brew their beer, David. Wow. Why? But it's still Coors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Coors is my dad's favorite beer. You you could drink like cheap beer that is also good, like Yingling. He also likes Yingling. All right, fair. Um. So, the Spanish, prior to the Spanish invasion, Mexico actually had a really long tradition of roasting the heart of the agave, kind of like the heart of the, um, shoot, what's that called? Artichoke. Heart of art. They roast uh, agave plants like they roast artichokes and they eat it. And their enemies. That's the, that's the, that's just racist. Also, those No, are the no, they're, they were, they did, like, the sacrifices where they would, like, rip out their hearts and eat them, right? No, they wouldn't eat that's them. That's the Mayans? That, yeah, but they wouldn't eat them. You don't know that. I, Were you there? No, I do, we do know that. We analyzed their poop. <laughs> Rehydrated, smelled like, smelled like, what is it? I can't even remember what it's called now. Smells like bleeding hearts. <laughs> so, uh, roasted agave is actually a much richer, meatier version of roasted artichoke hearts. So if you like artichoke hearts, try an agave heart. Um, but tequila is actually made from the roasted hearts of these plants. The roasting process breaks down the sugars in a different way. Which gives you a nice caramelized flavor. Which is, what is that why I get sad when I get wasted on tequila? No, because you're probably drinking. So I can cheap... just taste all of the hearts. <laughs> are you are you drinking 100% de agave? Dios mío. Okay. So when the Spanish arrived, they observed that the locals were tending to their agave fields and monitored the plants closely, um, and harvest them at a specific point right before the bud emerged from the base to form a flowering stalk. So instead of scraping the center like they made pulk, um, they would actually just hack away at the leaves, releasing a dense mass called the pina, which kind of looks like an, a pineapple, like a big-ass artichoke heart that looks like a pineapple. And they roast it on brick stones and then covered so that they can smolder for several days. Um, 
Spanish people enjoyed bourbon but couldn't bring it over the entire time. So what they did was they just made alcohol out of that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah? How did the Spanish people enjoy bourbon? Why would they not enjoy bourbon? It's a European On thing. the rocks. Not bourbon, sorry. Um, Fuck. Brandy? Brandy. I get the two mixed up because they're all like fancy alcohols I can't afford. <laughs> Except for that one time where I bought a jug of it and it was awful. I remember that. Yeah. I'm just keeping you on track because I know some things about whiskey. 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 Um, yep. he totally pre-gamed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Spanish actually introduced a new technology in order for this to be distilled, which is a um like a like a crude still. And we know the Spanish were the ones to introduce this because the Philippines also have a version of this. And uh, we also know that the Spanish dicked over the Philippines. So, uh, without the Spanish, uh, tequila would never existed because they were the ones who introduced the stills to ferment said artichoke hearts, agave hearts. Um, the still that they have in Mexico the traditional way is to hollow out a tree trunk um, and then line it with bricks. And then the fermented mixture will be placed inside the tree trunk and brought to a boil. A shallow copper basin sat on top of the tree trunk so that the liquid could boil and rise to the copper basin, um, kind of like steam collecting. And then the distilled liquid would drip onto a wooden chute placed below the basin uh, and run out of the way of a bamboo tube or rolled out onto an agave leaf. Um, more traditional Arabic stills, also known as the copper Spanish still brought over by the Spanish, were also introduced. But when they couldn't afford, because, you know, craftsmanship is expensive, when they couldn't afford it, they hollowed out a tree trunk. Um, the practice of distillation was established in 1621 by the priest Jalisco Domingo Lazaro de Aragui, because the Spanish have like 20 million names. We've covered why they have that. Um, cause the mother donates her name as well. Um, and you get a sweet wine, uh, made by distillation. That's a much stronger alcohol. Are we, are we good? Yeah. yeah we're so that's, yeah, yeah. So that, that is, that is, uh, uh, the way that tequila is made. So over the last couple of centuries, um, Spirits were considered, these spirits were considered to be rough products that in no way compared to a good scotch or cognac, um, a stereotype that still carries over to this day, um, partially due to the branding of tequila by Jose Cuervo, um, because they mix tequila with grain alcohol and call it tequila. So on a tequila bottle, if you don't see it as 100% de agave, it means 49% of that bottle is just grain alcohol. What type of grain alcohol? Just generic like, grain. Well, thanks, I David. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's that's what they're. Do, no, do you mean like White Lightning? Do you mean just any grain like, will do? Just do you just mean like cheap. it's is it ever clear sort of grain alcohol or? It's probably like White Lightning. I mean, I don't. Okay. I mean, like the Jose Cuervo is not going to tell you what shitty alcohol they're mixing into the tequila and then selling it to you, calling it as tequila. Um. <laughs> So that's why people who drink tequila have a really poor experience with it because the biggest brand out there is Jose Cuervo and they only sell you 51% tequila, calling it tequila. Yeah, I don't, I don't take shots of it, Jose often. When you do, do you do it with lime? Oh, come on. How else do you do tequila? You just it drink it straight. Salt you shot drink it lime. like the Mexicans do. <laughs> with pulk. In 1897, I mean, there's a reason we want to build a wall. Um, in 1897, <laughs> we want to keep those barbaric customs of sipping tequila out of our country, David. In 1897, um, the the Scientific American, which apparently is a journal, <laughs> the kitty's ears. <laughs> yeah, she's following my mouse. She's been sitting right in front of my screen just Wait, below the camera's the view. Yo, the Scientific American is still a journal that exists today. Wow. 
So the, huh. the, the, the Scientific American called it mezcal is described as tasting like a mixture of gasoline, gin, and electricity. Tequila is even worse and is said to incite murder, riot, and revolution. So, you know, Donald Trump didn't come up with this stereotype. <laughs> Spin around. Just had uh, a really bad experience with tequila, I guess. Yeah. I I don't... Dude, I don't understand. So, what makes tequila different from mezcal and from polk? Well, the answer is, um, mezcal, of course, applied to all Mexican spirits made from the roasted heart of the agave. Tequila simply meant to have the mezcal be made in the city of tequila. Or in the state of Jalisco. So, a tequila is actually a mezcal, but only made in the city of tequila. So most of the tequilas you're drinking probably aren't tequila. They're probably mezcals. Huh. So it's it's just a name. It is just kitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, most agave most agave plants um now are called the Weber Blue, which is the agave taquilana. And it's farmed it's farmed in large fields now instead of wildly harvested, and is heated and steamed in an oven rather than slowly roasted. Um. Although some traditional distilleries still use the old using the donkey on the grinder with the hollowed out tree trunk. Um, yeah, uh, those are expensive. And you can actually tell because all tequila comes with a like serial number that tells you the distillery that they were made in. Um, <laughs> oh, man, the kitty is so distracting. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yep. Sugarcane spirit. Yep. Uh, so Travis was actually right in the beginning that white tequila is unaged, which is also called silver. Gold tequila, also unaged, it's flavored with caramel and glycerin and sugar uh, syrup. Nitroglycerin? Aged tequila. Yeah, and nitroglycerin. You drink that and you're going fast. Aged <laughs> is called reposado, which is aged in French oak barrels or white oak barrels for two months. Extra aged is one year in French oak barrels or white oak barrels and ultra aged it's three years in French oak barrels huh no more than 600 liters does does it get any older than three years nope well you can but like the the classification it's at least so it's the same as any other aging. Oh, okay so you might as well just pull it out at three years be like all right done mm-hmm. not gonna and get the, any uh, better than this the Weber the Weber plant is named after F.A.C. Weber, which is Frederick Albert Constantin Weber, um, who published the plant in the Parisian Natural History Journal in 1902. He was born in Alsace and had his training as a doctor of medicine in 1852, where he then joined the French military. Um, he was sent to Mexico at the command of Napoleon III to join the British and the Spanish in invading Mexico to collect unpaid debts. Um, and did they use that to build Hadrian's Wall? Yes. Okay. This is actually really interesting. We should do an episode on this because there was actually an emperor of Mexico. Maximilian I. And last. <laughs> he, yeah. Um, apparently he was a really good emperor who was offered to escape when revolution happened, but he said he was going to stay because he had loyalists and if they were going to stay, then he would be a coward to not stay. And um, how he ended up was he died by firing squad. And oh, well, it, it was really sad, too, because everyone liked him. Like, even the revolutionaries liked him. They thought he was a cool guy. But he had to die because he was the king, and they needed his symbols for the, you know, the revolution. Just sad all Viva around. la revolution. Yeah. Um, so he, like, he's actually really sad because he was, like, the third son of the, of the Austrian Habsburg family. So he had no good land or title. And he decided, well, there's a, this huge chunk of land across the ocean that I can rule. And he did. He went across to, to rule Mexico, and then they had a revolution and killed him. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Well, I mean, if you're like the third son of a royal family, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Dress up as a Nazi and go to Halloween parties? I mean, that wasn't my first option. I'm not sure why that was oh, you your guys, first option. Because Prince Harry of England, that's what he did. He did that. <laughs> Wait, what? He dressed he, up as a Nazi? He, he went, he to, went to a Halloween party parties? dressed as a Nazi. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I thought I thought Travis would have got that reference. 
No, I, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, no, that happened. You want a picture? Sure. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll tweet that one. I, yeah. Are you sure we should tweet that one? I'm pretty sure we should. It's not us dressed up as Nazis. And I mean, the worst thing that happens is we get put on a watch list, and that like doubles our listeners. Yeah, pretty much. We're already on like seven watch lists, so. Here. You've already taught us how to how kidnap children most effectively, so. <clears throat> and oddly enough, that was our most listened to episode. <laughs> That's a bit worrying. Harry the Nazi. <laughs> well, all right. Yep. So between that and, you know, <clears throat> ruling Mexico probably take ruling mexico there mm-hmm. and um he he during that time he was sent to recollect debts for napoleon the third he was uh collecting plants and that's why he was able to name the weber after him the weber agave um tequila is actually on the on the rise in popularity but the plants are actually dying out um i feel like that's a direct correlation it would yeah. be if there wasn't like plagues and diseases that have devastated agave crops over the last couple of years uh because of pesticides fungicides herbicides and the weakness of the plant they're not very genetically strong plant they're not like the potato <clears throat> there's that idaho potato commissioner coming out oh dude that, that's gonna be me one day <laughs> so idaho. so um not unlike the Irish potato famine, uh, the weakness of the plant and their singularity of the single race of Weber, Weber agave, uh, causes them to die out very, very easily, as well as the snout weevil plant, which introduces bacteria and deposit eggs into the plant, and the tiny larvae that hatches eats the plant from the inside out and causes it to rot. Um, and because the, the, because the, uh, insects bore into the plant you can't kill it with insecticides hmm. and uh all right travis here's how you were supposed to drink tequila a fine tequila oh boy a mezcal let's listen to this horrible suggestion from <laughs> your favorite bartender david you yeah drum this roll is, please this is what the internet tells me the mexicans drink the tequila all right the mexicans you want to you want to use a little less exclusive uh, or exclusionary <laughs> the experts uh, the experts all right actually it's it's actually Amy Stewart if you Amy Stewart the author oh of this the book the I'm very reading. the very Mexican Amy Stewart yeah the author that I got this book for the who wrote this book that I was reading um Amy Stewart hey hey she's a famous author in horticulture okay She also wrote a book on earthworms. That's really weird. Anyway, um, a fine tequila or mezcal should be savored in, on its own in a old-fashioned glass with a splash of water or a chunk of ice, just like how you would drink a good whiskey. Um, yes. lime, and, lime and salt are usually unnecessary. They were introduced by the Americans to cover up really bad-tasting alcohols because of the way mixedos work, which is only 51% tequila. Hmm. Yep. And uh, the worm is uh, straight bullshit, as Travis has said. They were only used in marketing in the early 1900s um, for cheap mezcals to, to aim at drinkers who don't know better. Um, makers of good tequila have actually lobbied to have the worm entirely banned because they feel that it's like negatively impacting the entire industry. Why was the worm even there? To prove freshness. Like the worm... The, the worm is perfectly preserved. That's how much alcohol is in my alcohol. Mm. So it was used in really cheap alcohols to convince drinkers that their alcohol is really good. It's fair. It's like a pretty... You, you can still get a preserved worm in a fairly low amount of alcohol. Yep. And um, prior to us being born, <laughs> um, they used to put scorpions inside the bottles as well. But I've that heard about has that. been that's been banned though that's been straight banned i wonder why because it was it's awful i don't know i think it would be hilarious to have like the, the, okay the vietnamese put a scorpion and a cobra fighting the scorpion inside their alcohol 
I've heard of that too. That sounds fucking badass. That's some metal alcohol. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that ends our lesson on agave and tequila. There are oh, other okay. plants we make alcohols out of, but like this this episode has already been going for only forty seven minutes. All right. <laughs> uh, it could be a short one. We haven't had one it, of those in a while. Yeah, I mean, I can. The other ones are also like huge. We people have made alcohols out of like. A shit ton of stuff. Oh yeah, if it's got some sort of carbohydrate or sugar in it, yeah, it can we've be turned it into booze. Yeah, so I can do, I can like. Why don't, don't we go off on a tequila mixed drinks for a second? There right. you go. We'll, we'll finish. We'll finish this episode off. Make it tequila based, and then we'll move on to the next spirit for the next episode. All right, classic yeah. margarita: one half ounce of tequila, one half ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. One ounce of Cointreau or another orange liqueur. Cointreau is a digestif made by monks. In France. And okay, so wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is the the this margarita, yeah, is not. This is a, a European invention. Did it come over when the Spaniards came over, or uh, was it like American? It is. Let me check through this book. Um, it is a American invention. Hmm. In 1938. There we well, go. Well, okay. Whenever it was someone made... asks about American cuisine. Boom. It, we get okay. that in the car bomb. Okay, it, it was it was either made in America or by me, uh, a Mexican called Carlos Herrera in 1938. There you go. Huh. All right. But people all people also claim it like different origins, like Jose Cuervo, the actual person Jose Cuervo. So the American claim is that in 1948 in Galveston, Texas. That's where the margarita was created by the bartender Santos Cruz for singer uh, Peggy Lee. Now, at the time, was it was it iced? Was it like a slushy? No. Or was it just served? You muddle it with ice and then you just pour muddle it, out? it with ice, yeah. Because like back in the 1940s, like ice isn't a commodity. It was actually like you would have to be pretty wealthy, I think, to have ice, especially in Tejas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1953, Esquire had a recipe for margaritas so yeah america america claims that uh the margarita is actually just a, the mexican version of the american drink called the daisy which is the well, margarita but you put brandy in instead of tequila which was popular during prohibition i've heard of one of those margarita and daisy yeah i've never heard of a daisy yeah no right. neither let me let me post this into the chat what if that so, yeah. was the whole story of the first mario game Mario dealing with crippling, crippling alcohol withdrawals. He goes through the entire world just to get Daisy. Well, he never did that. He went for Peach. No, he went for Molly. That was that, Daisy was Luigi's boo. Yeah, but in the very, very first Mario, like the the Mario World games, it was Daisy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, then he transferred his crippling alcohol problem to his brother. Chartreuse. Yo. So yeah, um. This looks nothing. This looks nothing like um, a margarita. Just looking at the. I mean, it's everything, but you replace the 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 brandy with. Um, you, you tequila. Mean you replace. I mean, it looks like no brandy. Yeah. You use lemon in this instead of lime. Yeah, but that's similar. You use no. It's oh, oh my god, no. No. Lemon Limes and lime. Are so much sweeter than lemons. Uh. Oh yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's not... you can use both of them to keep apples fresh. That's the, true. That's well, the so it's just the citric acid is all you need. Yeah, exactly. The Jamaican rum, they don't. You don't use rum in a to tequila. That's or in true. A you, you put in your own agave syrup. Yeah, a dash of agave syrup. But yeah, other than that, because what they said was people during prohibition liked the drink, but they couldn't get it here, so they went down to the border and made deal with what they had. Made the margarita. That's the American side of the story. Americans say the Americans invented it. Because they went across the border during Prohibition. Um, Mexicans say they invented it in 1938 at a restaurant. Just YOLO'd it. Yeah. So, you just, you know, you choose who to believe. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Trademark phrase by David. 
That's, like, like that's a good thing after... you want to hear from our official historian. <laughs> Here's all the history <laughs> facts, but you choose what to believe. <laughs> I mean, like, oftentimes with things like this, you, like, it's really hard to say who was the first invented, right? It's just, it's just impossible. Like, of yeah. course, Mexico would say they invented the margarita, and of course, the United States would be like, we invented the margarita. I'd just be shocked if China was like, just kidding, we had this shit forever. <laughs> you know, Except we invented, made ours with heroin. You know China invented ketchup? No? Yeah, China invented ketchup, and Marco Polo brought it back. Same with spaghetti. He also brought sexy back. Oh, baby. Did you know tomatoes were actually, um, like, considered poisonous when they were first brought back? No. Why? World? Because they were bright red. Aren't apples also bright red? Yeah, but they were from the New World where the savages come. And everybody knows the savages have the best food. Yeah. The other thing was that um, it wasn't bright red in the New World until they brought it to Mexico where the Mediterranean sun, like, gave them enough sunlight to, like, fully ripen. And, um... One of the fun things is that it took off in Naples because they were shaped like boobs. Tomatoes? Yeah. They were called Venus breasts. Google that if you want. Um, the, you know, I'm going to stay away from Yeah, Googling I'm going gonna, gonna to hold breasts. off on that one. All right, solid. So, so the Queen, so Queen Margaret really li- like, liked them uh, because they looked passionate. They were called Venus breasts. So it, she popularized the eating of tomatoes in, in Italy. Um, that has nothing to do with tequila, but I just thought that hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, really me... how you, they really got to market these things to men, I guess. Same thing happened with, uh, root beer. Root tea just wasn't selling. They're like, how do we get yeah. men to drink it? Root the beer. other thing, the, the other thing is that in the, in, 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 <laughs> God damn it. in their <laughs> language, it's, it's, the word literally translates to, um, pendulous, which is hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, pendulous. <laughs> uh, it, it, come on, John, that is funny. No. There you go. No, I, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, boobs, you don't understand because boobs are pendulous. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. okay I'll give it to you. That that kind of does look like a nipple. It yeah. does. Yeah. Good, good job, Italians. You. Speaking of nipples. Uh, what are there any other really tequila-based mixed drinks? The I, I that's the only one I knew was the margarita. Um, tequila sunrise, I guess, just mix orange juice in it, but that's that's like it's a little lazy. Yeah, that's kind of on the nose. <laughs> there, okay, are you ready? The French intervention. Okay, what named, is that? Named after the guy who discovered the agave plant. It is one half ounce of reposado, which is two months aged tequila, mm-hmm. three fourths ounce of Lillet Blanc dash of chartreuse, and a grapefruit peel. Shake all the ingredients except for the grapefruit over ice, and then strain into a cocktail glass. Garnish with grapefruit. So that's like a really sweetie, soury Yeah, it was the, na- it was named the French Intervention because of the blend of French and Mexican ingredients, and named after the 1862 French invasion of Mexico. No one expects the French Intervention. <laughs> Mexico? We need to talk. We care about you a lot. You can't just be and, drinking this tequila straight. And honestly, this this straight tequila is it's not only it's it's hurting us. Hey, you're not just hurting yourself, Mexico. You're We we need you to come back to us, Mexico. Mexico, we're here to help. <laughs> and I know deep down in my heart I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I skipped the entire taxonomy portion of agave because like taxonomy is actually really boring. Yeah, who who cares about the different types of the plant? I just want to know how to get drunk off this shit. <coughs> well, the other thing is they can't like they the Mexican government won't let them go in and catalog shit because of the way they have liquor laws. Cuz tradition trumps science. They're like you can't have this in this other family. We've been we've been using it in this family for years. Okay. Yep. Travis doesn't like him when government affects science. No, I don't. There's what? so much red tape around getting everything ever. 
Like, yeah. purchase orders are so obnoxious to fill out. Like, I have to request this... Okay, it's also Sigma Alfred, or Sigma... I forget the second word. Sigma Eldritch. Um, they're this company that ships out chemicals, but they don't have, like, an online requisition form for a purchase, or for a quote. So you have to actually call them, like, during the week. So I ran out of PPC over the weekend, and I couldn't just get a quote, because they're closed. So I have to wait till Monday to call them, then they give me a quote within a day or two. Mm. Then I have to submit it to the purchasing department, they'll place the order within another day, and then it'll be processed within a day. So that's an entire week of just like, eh, takes a while to order it. Then it's another week to ship. So just because this chemical has to be stored in a refrigerator at 4 degrees Celsius, it's going to take me about a month to get a replacement for it. And so if our solution goes bad before then, because it's only 18, it's only 18 ounces worth of PPC that we have left to work with. So if that goes bad or we run out of it, we're just SOL. Yeah. So yeah, that's, there's a lot of red tape. Also, I placed an order for micro pipettes at 10 microns wide and, oh, guess what? They're on back order. But they didn't tell me that until, like, a week into the purchasing process. So, like, I placed the order. I got the quote. I submitted the quote to my department. The department's like, cool, we're good. Then, like, Thursday of the week after, they're like, just kidding. We won't be able to ship these until at least November 4th. Uh... Purchasing problems in academia. All right, David. Let's get another French intervention on our hands. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's it. That's that's everything I had to say about tequila that uh, doesn't have anything to do with taxonomy because that shit's boring. Wait, there are only two tequila-based mixed drinks? I mean, oh, you want you meant like you wanted an actual like tequila mixed drink. Yeah, I, like... I, I want another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were just like... We'll tell you when we've had enough. I... Yeah, we'll tell you when we have enough. <laughs> I'm only two drinks in at this point. All right, all right. So... There is the Tequila Slammer, which is 7-Up right. uh, Tequila, equal parts, or 7-Up, or a Mountain Dew and Tequila, or uh, Ginger Ale and Tequila, equal parts. Those are very different flavors. An Ethan Bradbury special, slamming. So, uh, I mean, the Bradbury! I mean, it's not that different, right? It's a, it's, it's like a... You you have a citrusy soda and tequila. That's, oh, that's... ginger ale isn't a citrusy soda. Okay, that's fair. But the other three are. Yeah, the other couple are okay. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew's kind of sourer than Seven Up. Yeah, and then Squirt. If you're old enough to remember Squirt. I do remember Squirt. Mm-hmm. You are old enough. Mellow Yellow. Yep. Oh, that's still that's alive though. That's alive and well. What you about Mountain Lightning? Mount Lightning. That's not a thing. I love Mountain Lightning. Wait, is that a real... John didn't just make that up? No. That's the Walmart brand of Mountain Dew. (laughs) Dr. Thunder is their Dr. Pepper. Today I learned... There's the Matador. What's a Matador? Uh, White tequila, pineapple juice, and lime juice. White tequila, pineapple, pineapple juice, and lime juice. Yep. Like what? What? What ratio is that? Because that sounds delicious. Um, one to one point five parts tequila, two to three parts pineapple, and then just juice half a lime. Half a lime? Half a Whoa. lime, dude. <laughs> That's a holy s- shit. <laughs> That's a. Sour That's something one. else. <laughs> <laughs> Juice half a lime, bro. Yeah, right. see, see, it's not a garnish. It, you're just drinking lime juice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All right. Hit us with the most exotic one to end on. Uh, the, hit, hit us with the best, the, the most delicious. The Long Island iced tea? <laughs> All right. What's in Wait. the Long Island iced tea, David? Wait. I'll Are play we... along. All right. 1.5 tequila. 1.5 part vodka, 1.5 part rum, 1.5 part triple sec, 1.5 part chin, 2.5 part lemon juice, 3 part gum syrup, and 1 dash of cola. 
Just to make it look like <laughs> look like tea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Have two of those and uh, listen make to our friends podcast. With the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll find some of this funny after you've had a couple of these drinks. <laughs> Tell your friends, have them drink them too. Listen to the podcast and keep spreading it around. <laughs> Take one episode, pass it to the left. <laughs> Okay, so did you know that like pears are significantly less genetically diverse than apples? And that's well, I also about. know that you used to sound like you were talking into a microphone. Yeah, did you oh, step sorry, like the, across my, the room and then keep talking? My 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 mic was like, up. yeah. So, did you know that pears used to be? No, did you know apples Whoa, are much crazy, more? Travis. A, <laughs> apples are much more genetically diverse than pears, so that's why like apples you need to graft. To get the same type of apples if you don't and you just let it breed on its own you're like the children of the apples are not going to be anything like the parents was that apples. in the hidden episode no i think because uh, i think, I think you we said mentioned that. it that in one of the episodes apple or pie episode it might have been. been in the pie apple episode. yeah i think it was in the pie episode yeah and uh, um, i remember you said that on this show yeah, yeah and pears are much less genetically diverse so therefore you can get a very good flavor of perry which is cider but made from pears um, the thing about pears is that it's a natural laxative. So there's a type of pear in England called the white lightning, and you eat it and you poop. Instantaneously. <laughs> uh, the other fun fact is during World War II, a lot of the um Shouldn't it be called the Brown Lightning then? <laughs> <laughs> the the other the other fun fact is that during World War II and World War One during the two world wars, a lot of like really rare pear species were getting lost and since pears were much less genetically diverse and strong um it was hard to preserve them so actually one of the largest pear preserves in the world is in upstate new york in ithaca pear preserves are tasty i mm-hmm. agree but i don't like preserves i just like i like i like jelly i don't like preserve unless you can't preserve as like jelly jam and marmalade i don't know how how Pedantic are you with the term preserve? I think it's time we marmalade this episode to rest. Hey, yeah. No, we stopped talking about our topic like 20 A while ago. ago. I know. That's, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. Uh, thank you all for listening. As John said, take a couple shots and listen to this episode with friends. Or don't. Yeah. Or don't, yeah. Or, 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 just take, just, or take a couple yeah. shots and listen to this episode. <laughs> or take a couple shots and never listen to us again, you yeah. <laughs> know? <laughs> We're just trying to wet, get you to wet your whistle with uh, tequila. I'm sure we'll come back to another type of alcohol eventually. Do try to drink it neat with a drop of water. Let's see how it goes. No, no. Yeah. Like you, you've heard. Don't. Uh, what? What do? Do you have a certain type of tequila that you'd like to recommend? Mine was uh, Espelante. Was my recommendation. Jose Cuervo. <laughs> Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo mix, Mixito. Um. No, uh, Silver Donkey. Silver Donkey. Very g- bang for your buck. Also hilarious name. Silver Donkey. My recommendation. Fair enough. Yeah. Silver Donkey. I think that's all right. All right. No, let's look this up. Let's look this up. Just make sure. Or am I making it up? Sparkle Donkey. That's that's it. Sparkle Donkey. The Silver Donkey is a book by Sonia Hartnett. Yeah, Sparkle Donkey is what I'm thinking of. So That's Espelon and Sparkle Donkey. And yep. John, do you have a do you have a tequila you'd like to recommend? Uh I don't drink, so no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Sparkle Donkey because um and I first, like it's, learning. Super, it's super cheap. Second of all, their logo is a donkey in conquistador armor. Which is great. I like it. <laughs> they, I'm a that simple is a, man. They could have really they do could have really done a, a play on that, have the donkey charge at a at a windmill or something and call it Donkey Hote. This is why you should be in marketing. Have you have you considered a career in marketing, John? Have you considered applying for marketing firms? I should. You should. Um, Let me hook you up. I got some mad puns. No, you got you got silver, or do you like the aged? I like the aged because I drink tequila like straight. Straight. Do the bourbon barrel Espelon if you want to go straight. I do. Uh, I did. Gold Espelon, if you want to go. Yeah, Espelon uh, here. That's what I was telling. Espelon's eighteen dollars here. Espelon's eighteen. Yeah, 
Esplan is great. I like it because it has skeletons on it. Anyway. But it's not um, Sparkle thank you Donkey, all. Dude. It's not Sparkle Donkey. It's fucking Sparkle Donkey. Thank you all for listening to our, our barroom chat. <laughs> um, if you have any drink suggestions, you can email them to thefiresidecast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us. We have at thefiresidecast. Or, wow. God damn it. I told you not to let me do that, John. Don't do that, Travis. We're not the Fireside Cast? The Fireside Cast at gmail.com is correct. We're at Fireside Cast. There's no the in our Twitter handle. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Definitely uh, articles are very u- important. Correct. You can use hashtag Fireside Cast if you want to talk to us as well. I'm at Travis J. Kohler. I'm at J. Lockard, I, I, I. And uh, when are we going to hear those fat beats drop, John? Uh, well, you got the follow-up studio album? <laughs> I'd, I'd love to say I'm working on it, but maybe Wednesday. <laughs> maybe Wednesday I'll have some time to work on it. All right. That's usually my half day. So sometime Wednesday, John will put in a little uh, little work on the, getting that standalone song for you guys. Oh, yeah. Some... We've had we've had some quite a bit of feedback saying that you want it. 20,000 pounds of what? Exactly. Well, Davidson well, 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 well. on it. <laughs> did actually did, did anybody actually like say yeah. they wanted a full version that wasn't you? Yeah, um, um all of my friends told me they wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> I spread it around and they're like, This is kinda fire. <laughs> and then when they had that that one random like age of trap person comment that they wanted it. Nice. There's a dude called Age of Trap. That guy, yeah. that guy sounds legit. This hey, one's for you, Age of Trap. Is it, is it on our Twitter? Um, it was on my Twitter when I when I talked about John spending straight fire and linked to it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I go onto the Fireside Cast Twitter and there are the pictures of the barbecue and I thought they're making people. Oh like yeah, yeah. I thought that humans. too a few times. I also looked up the Fireside. Uh, Fireside cast hashtag and we're like the only people to use it behind this one guy who also has a podcast but his was talking about gay sex specifically yeah that okay, so, so for yeah. so 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 next week uh, we will be doing an episode on Harvey Milk uh, the first elected gay man to office hey there's that movie about him Milk yeah. I, it wasn't very good no no oh. As as someone who has watched it in theaters. Fair enough. Yeah. Alright. Well, I think we've gotten off topic enough. <laughs> yeah. I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still there. Cue the trap outro. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.